Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, joining us today. Six-time Junior Pan Pacific Champion. She is coming to us uh, from the East Coast today. We're talking to senior in high school, Aaron Gimmel. Aaron, how's it going? I'm good. Um, I just got back from dryland, so I'm good. have separate dry land and swimming sessions yeah I mean I call it dry land just because that's what like I'm used to calling it but like strength and conditioning I guess would be a better way to put it so yeah gotcha okay nice do do you like having those separate workouts as opposed to I guess you know doing them back to back or, or one versus the other um I don't know. I like having them separately in the sense that it gives me an afternoon that's like almost off, but isn't like all the way off. So like I swam this morning and then I just had like strength and conditioning this afternoon. So it took a lot less time and I could get home earlier. (laughs) That is, that does sound quite nice. Um, Since we're talking about your training, uh, this was on my list of questions for later but i'll just skip to it now i have to ask you train with your dad Uh, i'm sure you've been asked this lots of times but uh you know you've you've been doing that for a while now just can you tell me a little bit about that dynamic and what that's like and maybe how it's developed uh since you've been training with him yeah so i've been training with my dad since i started high school so fall 2019 and i think it's a lot less weird than people like would assume. Um, Generally it's just like at practice, I'll call him like father Bruce Um, (laughs) because I think it's weird to be in the middle of a set and I just, and just be like dad. (laughs) Um, But uh, during practice, he's like, my coach mostly and then he tried we try not to talk too much about like my swimming specifically at home like we'll talk about swimming in general but if we need to have like a coach swimmer discussion at home he'll be like oh your coach needs to talk to you and I'll be like okay what does my coach have to say um and then he'll be like okay this is like dad talking so I think just like clarifying which is which is really helpful. That that was one of my follow-up questions, which that's really cool to hear um, because that would my, I would I would guess that it's really helpful to have those kinds of clarifications and kind of separate the pool home lifestyles. Um, so that's that's really great. Are there other coaches on deck with Bruce, or is it just and you know he's pretty much your only swimming coach? Yeah, so um for like so in the beginning, like pre-COVID, there were other groups at the same time. So there were other coaches, but they weren't coaching me. And then for a really long time, like over COVID and up until this spring, it was just my dad. But um we just got another assistant coach, his name is Cliff, and 
I think it's been really like as much as I love my dad and mostly being coached by him is like not a problem. Sometimes it just helps to hear things from someone who's not living with you. <laughs> totally. Uh, you know, we, we talk about swimmers changing coaches, getting new coaches all the time. It's yeah, it's nice to have another set of eyes on you and, and get some new perspectives. So nice. That's, that's really cool to hear. Um, <laughs> And just in, in terms of swim nerd and, and fun stuff, uh, do you have a, do you, can you recall the hardest set your dad's ever given you or, you know, the most challenging, painful, et cetera? Um, it depends. I divide things into like physically hard and mentally hard because I don't really mind like physically hard sets. Like those are fine with me. But when things get mentally hard is when I really struggle. So any set that's like 4100s kind of thing. Um, one time pre-COVID, uh, he had us do a 10,000 for time, like in the in the in short course yards, <laughs> not long course either, short course yards. Um, but yeah, for me, um, it's just any set that's, Honestly, if you hit me with anything more than four of anything over a 200, like that's when I start going, oh, dad, this is so hard. And he goes, it's not hard. And I go, but like in my brain, it's hard because it's boring. Yeah, that, <laughs> I feel like that's a very sprinter-esque mentality, but I also feel like that's something that makes a lot of sense, right? Um, I mean, you are... I wouldn't call you a sprinter. You, you go 405 in the 400 meter freestyle. Um, but that, that makes sense that, you know, you want to, you want to be engaged. Is that fair to say? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, so we covered your training and, and your kind of general day to day. Um, I want to talk about this summer, starting with us trials at the end of April. Um, you got a, you had a good meet there. I'm not quite sure if you went best times at the time at that meet. Um, but I am curious as to your preparation for that meet and kind of if you had goals or expectations heading into that meet. Yeah. Okay. So at that meet, my hundred free and my 200 IM were best times. Okay. Um, nice. going into that meet, um, you know, I was, like a month before the meet, I was feeling pretty good. I swam at Indy sectionals and I went a best time in my two and my four. So I was feeling pretty ready. And then I got back from Indy and I got like really sick. Like they, like I got tested for COVID and it was negative, but like, I think that it was COVID if that makes sense, because like later on people close to me got it and I didn't so I think that's what it was so I like I was out of the water only for like two days but I definitely looking back on it got back in sooner than I should have because I was super worried about the lead up to trials um so then after that it was just kind of like maintain the level of fitness that I had before and in indie and then keep try to keep myself from being too stressed out about trials which didn't work <laughs> but um 
it was just kind of that and being sick didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And uh, especially dealing with the stress levels of a trials meet of a qualification meet like that after getting sick. Um, so heading into the meet, were you looking to qualify, you know, make the world's team? Were you looking to make the junior pan pack team? Did you kind of already have that figured out in terms of what you were aiming for? Um, so I was definitely, um, aiming for the world's team. I like, obviously where you're seated, like logically doesn't have that much of an impact on like what you're expected to go. Cause everyone's going to go different times. Like a bunch of people could add time. A bunch of people could drop time. But to me in that moment, I was like, okay, the goal is to make the world's team. I'm seated to make the world's team. So I need to do this in the two free. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, I think from a competitor standpoint makes sense. It's maybe not the most logical or, you know, like you said, people are going to go different times, but from a competitor standpoint, if you're seated to do it, it's like, yeah, I want, I want to do that. I want to hold my seed. So it was kind of a funny situation, obviously, because you ended up seventh in that 200 freestyle final, which would not qualify you for the team. And then Katie Ledecky scratched the 200 free individually, which kind of would have maybe put you on the world's team. Can you take me through that from your experience and why ultimately you just decided that that junior pan packs would be the best meet for you at the end of the summer? Yeah, so I got out of the two free and there's like a picture of me I posted it because I think it's funny of me like crying and so Katie came over to me and she told me she goes I'm scratching the two free I don't know at worlds I don't know if that helps you or not and so I like knew that going into like the rest of the night but like as soon as I got back to the Airbnb, of course, I had my parents all in the USA swimming, like selection procedures, fine print. And they were like, well, unless she gives up her relay spot too, which there's no reason for her to do, obviously, for like the help of the country. Um, you don't get to be, you don't get to be on the team. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, so then at that point, I kind of, remember that junior pan packs existed because I had been so focused on worlds and now obviously that wasn't an option anymore so I definitely had to like change gears because I was kind of expecting I guess my um championship meet to be in you know June and then it was like oh you're gonna swim junior pan packs which is great it's a great opportunity you're gonna get to be on the junior team again which I love but it's at the end of August. <laughs> so that's a really far way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so on paper, um, if you just look at meat results, it looks like you planned this perfectly because you were a certain set of times at world trials in April. And then you, you went to nationals and got faster. And then you went to junior pan packs and got faster. And so it's like... Aaron and her coaching staff are geniuses, uh, but, but I'm guessing, you know, that's, that's not exactly how it panned out. And so you kind of change your focuses at trials, you get through the meet, uh, 
And then how do you get back to training knowing that you have this, uh, this big meet at the end of August? Yeah, I think the night of, I said to my dad, I was like, I need to take a break. Like, I don't, I don't want to swim for a little bit after this. And he goes, yeah, that makes sense. I did not take a break. I immediately went back and was like, I'm <laughs> swimming again. Um, but I think, so while we were still at international team trials, because deadlines were coming up, my parents and I decided that I was going to go swim Marinostrum in Europe. Um, from my perspective at the time, it was like, oh, I need international experience. Like, this is something that will help me be like, maybe less nervous than I was at trials in the future. But I think also they kind of felt bad for me, which, you know, like, like I appreciate <laughs> it. I got to go to Europe. So, but um, I think the idea of having those meets that like, on one hand are like, oh my gosh, it's an international meet, it's long course. But on the other hand, it's like a little bit, like it's not super fancy. It's a little bit sketchy. I think that really helped me like find the chill in swimming again. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> now that you're saying this, I remember you seeing, I remember seeing you uh, in Barcelona sitting with the Texas women. Um, how do you, so how do you feel like that experience went overall just like you said, helping you find your chill. Um, what did you, what do you feel like you walked away with uh, from competing at those three stops? Um, I think I definitely like kind of gained the ability to like go with the flow more. Like at international team trials, I was really like, this needs to happen at this specific time and I need to eat this now and stuff like that. But when like in you're in Barcelona and you know prelims are four hours long and then you have a swim off and then it takes a while to get back to the hotel because you have to take the metro like you just kind of have to do what you can and I think I realized that like obviously while like your situation has an impact on your swimming it it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all of if you're swimming fast or not it's a great that's a, that's a great takeaway to, to gain, especially with a couple big meets, you know, coming up a couple months after that, um, in between that time. So you go to Marin Ostrom and then world championships happen. Um, I, I just, I want to get your perspective on that 800 free relay. And, uh, if, if you watched it in person, what you thought of it, uh, just looking at the results and how, how you're feeling about that relay moving forward. So I was at like I was in the strength and conditioning gym at the OTC when that relay happened. So me and all my teammates were sitting around watching on someone's phone and we're watching and we're watching and we're like, that was a really fast split. <laughs> and then we're still watching and we're like, that was another really fast split. And so obviously it's like, I'm super happy for all the girl at the time like in the moment i'm super happy for all the girls on that relay um i know them all um but also you know you can't really have that without being like oh like i could have been on that relay like i could have been there um so there's that and then i think and this is really ironic considering later events i asked my dad after we had finished working out i go 
I can't go 154. Like, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to, like, be world-class if I can't go 154? And he was like, you're right, you can't right now. So you just have to keep training. And um, he told me he didn't think he meant, like, you can't do it yet, as in yet is the end of this summer. But, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quite, quite the irony. <laughs> so, so you, uh, you know, take a training trip to the OTC, you were at Marinostrum, you were all over this summer, uh, which is pretty cool. Do you like, did, did, do you like being able to travel that much for swimming? I like like being places. Um, I think especially for me, it's being somewhere that's not my house helps me get into like the meat mentality. Um, and then train as for training i i train really well when i'm at the otc so that's just something that whenever i have the chance to go up there like i'm going up there <laughs> nice what what do you feel like about it gives gives you the gives you the juice to have really good workouts i think part of it is that especially in the summer, you literally don't have to do anything except focus on swimming. Like even like the food is there for you. You don't even have to make your lunch. It's right there. And I think the other half of it and is sort of this weird sense of like, I'm at the Olympic training center. Like I need to be having good practices because this is like a privilege to be here. And so I need to like work my hardest every single day to make it worth it. Uh, again, that seems like a, a great mindset to have. Um, so, so just moving forward, uh, what was the point of going to summer nationals for you? I know there were quite a few kids who did go um, and then went on to junior pan packs. And obviously it's kind of like you go to California, which is on the way to Hawaii. Um, but again, did you have focuses or goals heading into that meet? Yeah, I think when I think back on it, I considered that meet my focus meet, like even over junior pan packs. I think at that point I was thinking of junior pan packs as like a bonus meet, um, kind of like just more of a racing type thing, like race to get your hand on the wall to get the medals. Whereas nationals for me in my mind was like, this is my chance to go best times and stuff like that. So it was to get racing in, but like more specifically times in my mind. Was there a specific reason that that was the mentality versus trying to go, you know, having the goal of going best times or good times at junior pan packs? I think that's like, it's just kind of, like the junior team as such, like I had such a great time last fall when we went to the World Cup and that was very more so like racing based because it's short course meters and obviously no one had swum short course meters. And I just really kind of liked the idea of you're swimming for the team there, not for yourself. So like as long as you get your hand on the wall, ahead of someone else it doesn't really matter what the time is yeah that, that yeah that's that that seems to make sense and um it seems like these these goals were carried out pretty well uh you you went really fast at u.s nationals did any of those swims 
surprise you? Were were you happy with them? Were you like, ah, oh, these aren't that good? Um, I think I'm thinking back on what they were. I think obviously like the freestyle swims, I was super happy to be able to go best times in like my best events. But I think the one that surprised me most was my two IM. Um because it's like the last day and I had just had like I'd won the four hundred free the night before, so I wasn't super expecting like prelims to be that good. And then I swam prelims and I made the A final and I was like, ah. <laughs> um, and I hadn't really been training I am because obviously I was focusing on freestyle. So I think that one just really surprised me. I hadn't gone a best time in a two IM by like more than a tenth in like three years or something. So that was super exciting. No kidding. <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you go best times at nationals, um, you have a good meet and then junior pan packs, you're kind of more focused on the racing. Um, do you feel like it took you a day or two to get into the meet as some that sometimes goes, or do you feel like you got there and you're kind of sharp and, and right on from the get go? I think I like physically was definitely like right on from the get go, but the first, the first day two free, it's not usually the first day. So that weirded me out. And then I think a little bit of my mindset, the first day kind of got in the way, like as much as it's helpful to focus on medals instead of times, the first day finals of two free, I was definitely more worried about like winning than I was about just going as fast as I could. So I think I actually got out of that race and um, my dad was there. He was watching. So I went and found him later and I went, I could have gone faster. (laughs) And he was like, you know, sometimes you feel like that and it's not true. It's just how it felt. And I was like, no, I, I could have gone faster. I like, wasn't, I didn't swim that right kind of thing, but then I figured it out. So what, 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 how do you feel like you could have gone faster in that particular swim? I think just like, I gauge it by how I felt at the end and I wasn't tired enough at the end. And I don't remember how I split it, but I feel like I probably could have started like doing the last 50 kind of sprint thing earlier. Mm. Okay. Uh, and yeah. And then again, like you said, you kind of figured it out later. <laughs> you you brought, you brought in that one fifty four eight relay split on the women's 800 free relay uh, to, <clears throat> to help them to gold. Um, where again, what were your feelings of that? Were you surprised? Were you like, okay, I did it. Like this is, this is what I knew I had in me. So I literally like ever since I was eight years old on summer league relays, I know that I swim faster if I'm catching someone. So, you know, I went in behind by a lot and I was like, oh, like that's kind of far, but I have a whole 200. So maybe we can make this work. And I remember on the last 25, I was like kind of even with 
the girl from Australia and I was like, you know how embarrassing it would be if I almost caught her and then I didn't. <laughs> so in that moment, that was when I kind of just like, okay, here we go. And I, when I heard the split later, I was surprised, but at the same time, I really wasn't because I knew that I was going to do whatever it took to catch them and win. So, like, yes, it was surprising in that I didn't know that I could swim that fast, but it also, like, if she had been closer, I don't think I would have gone as fast as I did. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, coming out of junior pan packs, I mean, you, you raced well, you won six titles, uh, three individual, three with USA on relays. Um, how are you feeling now after having a meet like that, after going the times you did, especially with the framing of a few months prior, you know, you barely missed that world's team. You, you and, and you're saying to yourself, well, I can't go 154. I, I'm not going to make you know, I'm not going to be able to make a, an international team. I think now it's, I feel really conflicted about it because on one hand, I think about all these times that I went and I'm like, how did I drop that much time? Like, can I do that again? And on the other hand, and I think this is a privilege of, once you hit a certain like level of speed, I think about how I could add what I would have considered in the past, like a lot of time in an event and it can still be really fast. And that's something that I think I've realized. And like, I need to remember when I start swimming long course again. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's true. You've, you've reached, you cer it certainly seems like you've leveled up this summer um, from from all of those different meets. Uh, in terms of your training now um, and just moving into this year, did, are you do you train like a mid distance person? Do you have days of speed and days of aerobic threshold, or you know what is what is a typical week for you kind of look like? Yeah, I would I would say it's a pretty good balance. Um... Mondays, Monday mornings are just like kind of get into it, um, pull usually. Monday afternoons are my least favorite day of the week. They are threshold day and usually it's colors. And I tell my dad that I really don't like colors. And he's like, I can name it something else. I'm like, it's still colors. <laughs> um, these days we do like an active rest sort of thing. So 75 fast, 50 easy a lot of the time. Um, Wednesdays we swim in the morning so it'll be like more of a speed focused practice probably um Thursdays who knows sometimes it's another like threshold day sometimes it's another active rest day um Fridays are always 50s Friday it's my favorite I love it because I know what to expect I know that we're doing 50s and that's it's helpful to me when I know what to expect going into a practice and then Saturdays are just terrifying. <laughs> um, they're usually, they're not threshold. So I appreciate that, but they're usually pretty long, pretty hard. Gotcha. 
Uh, and then how many doubles do you have every week? So we double on Monday. And then right now that's our only double, but we will probably go into doing Thursday morning and afternoon as the year progresses. Gotcha. Nice. Um, so this is your senior year of high school. Uh, are you looking forward to anything specific about this last year of high school, be it in school in swimming and in, in life? Um, I think in school, we, um, when we graduate, we wear like white dresses. We don't get caps and gowns, which is kind of sad, but we get white dresses and I'm kind of looking forward to it. Cause I feel like usually it's like, like that's a special occasion dress. Like if you're wearing a long white dress, you're either getting married or you're graduating high school. And I've been really having fun just like looking at those, even though it's super like far in the future right now. <laughs> that's a really fun tradition and, and, and exciting. It's, you know, something to, to look forward to. And like you said, shop around a little bit for, um, and obviously this is even further in the future, but you've committed to Texas, uh, for next year for college. Um, I'm just curious what made Texas the, the right fit for you or, or why, you know, you ultimately sent your verbal commitment there. Yeah. Um, I always said when I was on the phone with like all of the coaches doing recruiting, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be the kind of person who just like shows up and like knows that a place is the right place. So I went, I went on my visit to Texas. It was my first visit and I kind of showed up and I think by like Friday night, I had pretty much decided that Texas was the place for me. It's just the people there, the atmosphere that Carol and Mitch like created and it just seemed like it would be such a great place to be. Yeah. You don't have to talk me into it. I live in Austin, so <clears throat> I get it. <laughs> um, so very cool. You, you've got, you've got a lot of look, a lot to look forward to in the next year. Um, I'm, I'm going to end this by asking you to play the prediction game way in the future. Uh, 2024 Olympic trials. What time do you think is top six in the women's tuna freestyle? I think there are a lot of people who are, getting faster in that event right now so maybe like obviously i want everyone to be super fast so i'll go like 156 one <clears throat> that that's stout really but fast, i but i feel like a lot of people in that event are like really booking it right now so you're, uh, you're right i mean um, I, j I just filmed a practice with sandpipers and, you know, like they have three women who are, who are in high school still, who are seemingly getting a lot faster in that event. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's not including yourself. That's not including everyone else. So I, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a fair estimate. <laughs> I mean, I'd uh, rather, I'd rather overestimate everyone than underestimate them. <laughs> that's how I am too. They uh they give me crap at Swim Swim for being too positive or too optimistic, but I don't know. I I 
I like going for it. So, um, well, Aaron, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and, and chat about your summer and your swimming. Um, it's been really great getting to know you for the past 30 minutes. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts for our audience before we sign off today? Part of, at least part of my swimming success can be attributed to my avid consuming of Taylor Swift's music. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well. 